Uh, we have the privilege of having Mike Maybell share about his journey on the Camino, so we're really excited about that. And Mike has his presentation all organized, so he's going to go straight through it, and we'll do questions. If you have any questions, just make a mental note, and we'll do those at the end. Uh, but just uh, join me in prayer. God, thank you so much that you are present with us in the joys of life, that you are present with us when we travel, when we go on pilgrimages. God, you taught Mike some deep, important, profound lessons. And, you, and Mike also discovered more beauty and more goodness, probably than he could have imagined. And so thank you that he is with us to share his story, to share about his journey. Would we honor that and um, would we learn from his time? We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Attention, please, everyone. I took this photo near Ijeldo in the Basque country of Spain. Uh, you see in front of you my fully loaded backpack and my walking sticks to give you a feel for how those might be. Uh, so hello, I'm Mike Maybell, a Free Methodist Church of Santa Barbara member. Buen Camino translates good way, referring to the Camino Santiago, the way of St. James. It means have an enjoyable, safe, constructive, spiritual walk to Santiago. The proper response is gracias. Every Camino day, dozens of these greetings are passed between pilgrims and from Spanish citizens to pilgrims. So today we will explore the what, our hike on the Camino Santiago del Norte, which is a 519 mile official pilgrimage along the Spanish no North Biscay Coast, Irún to Santiago de Compostela. The who are the three hiking partners, Kelsey Hardeman, who accompanied us through the Basque Country, Lorianne Mastromarino, and myself, Mike Maybell. The when, 48 days last summer from the 15th of June to the 2nd of August. The why, to find out what God would teach me and to enjoy exercise, food, history, People, geology, cities, countryside. Spoiler alert! This pilgrimage was one of the most enjoyable, inspiring experiences in my life. If you have considered a pilgrimage like this yourself, buy your tickets today. <laughs> Along the Caminos, the way is marked for navigation by either yellow arrow, arrows, scallop shells, or both. Scallop shells native to Galicia are traditionally credited with covering the preserved body of Santiago when it was found on the West Spanish coast. The arrow markers may be fancy as shown in the top row or as simple as yellow paint on a tree trunk. There are 17 autonomous regions in Spain which are much like our states in the United States. The Del Norte route, shown in blue at the top of the slide, extends through the Basque Country, Cantabria, Asturias, and Galicia. Of the seven established routes, the Frances, which is black dots, about 100 miles south of our Del Norte route, which is the dark blue dots, 
is by far the most popular. The Del Norte that we followed is generally judged the most beautiful and most difficult. The Camino de Santiago, Way of St. James, is a network of pilgrimages to the shrine of the Apostle James, Cathedral Santiago de Compostela, where his remains are. Many follow this for spiritual growth also. Hiking and cycling tours go through there. The Camino Frances and Del Norte are on the UNESCO World Heritage List. The earliest pilgrimage records date from the 9th century. In 2019, there were about 350,000 pilgrim completions. So St. James in Spanish is San Jaime. Why Santiago? Santiago is derived from the Hebrew word for James, which is Yago or Iago, and not from the Latin word. So what do we know about the death of St. James? What are the facts? Well, first, this is not the brother of Jesus, rather the apostle James, son of Zebedee with his brother John. Not the author of the Bible book of James, nor the leader of the church in Jerusalem, that was Jesus' brother. But in Acts 12, it says, it was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with sword. James is regarded as the first Christian martyr. So is that really St. James beneath Santiago's cathedral shown here in the crypt? Well, here's some tradition and legend about that. It's believed that Santiago appeared to fight alongside the Spaniards, trying to recapture northern Spain from the Moors early in the Middle Ages. Remember, tradition, uh, legend. Uh, while he was still alive, St. James visited Rome and Spain, preaching the gospel, then returning to Jerusalem. After James' execution, disciples placed his body in a stone boat that mystically made its way across the Mediterranean. At the site of Compostela, they buried James, where his body lay hidden for almost 800 years. In 814 AD, a hermit found his remains and notified his bishop who confirmed, sure enough, they were Santiago. So King Alfonso II of Asturias became the very first pilgrim and he established the ex still existing route Camino Primitivo. So the entire historical record dating up to the year 600 does not support the presence of James in Spain at all. So now it's probably not him in there. Now there's a jubilee uh, year, which in, uh, in Gallego is called uh, Jacobeo, celebrated in Santiago de Compostela whenever July the 25th, which is the holy day of Santiago in Spain, falls on a Sunday. Uh, the holy year was established in 1126, and the Catholic Church promised to pardon the sins of everyone who took the pilgrimage to the Apostles' Tomb during the Holy Year, which is known as Earning the Jubilee. Last year, 2022, is a Holy Year, so our sins are forgiven. And I'm not sure that I really needed that to, to, to you know, confirm that my sins are forgiven. I think there are other ways of doing it, but, you know, it can't help to have insurance. can't hurt to have insurance. Um, uh, here's Pellegrin. Pellegrin is the mascot and symbol of the Camino and of Jacobeo. This statue of Pellegrin sits on the hutch near our dining room table. 
It was the catalyst starting Lorianne and my discussion that led to our decision to actually walk the Camino Santiago del Norte. And here are Pelegrin pictures we took in 2022 on our Camino. So he's, his presence is, is around. <clears throat> Aquí están los tres socios de senderismo. Here are three hiking partners. Dos amigas, Kelsey y Lorianne, y un caballero. Aquí. Well, Kelsey, and especially Lorianne, since she was my partner the entire way, were ideal partners for me. Here are our comparative characteristics as compiled by me. So in terms of patience, Kelsey has good patience, and Lorianne has lots of patience, me not so much. Kindness, they're both very kind, me. Planning, uh, Kelsey's good, Lorianne is excellent, and I'm excellent. Approachability, Kelsey's an introvert, Lorianne is very approachable, me not so much. Worries, they both are kind of worriers and I worry some. Humility, uh, Kelsey's very humble, Lorianne's kind of humble, I could use improvement. <laughs> Cursing, they never curse, I could use improvement. <laughs> I hope that none of us are prejudiced. Uh, in mathematics, Kelsey is good and Lorianne's okay and I'm excellent. In terms of tech, Kelsey's very good, Lorianne's okay and I'm excellent. In terms of ringing church bells without permission, uh, Kelsey and I never do, but Lorianne always does, as you shall see. So what's the joint benefit, uh, do, you, do I think, of either me having Lorianne or Lorianne having me as a, as a hiking partner? Well, the benefit to me is that Lorianne did most of the planning and room booking. She speaks better Spanish. She's a much faster hiker, but in, insists that we go together. When we meet pilgrims on the Camino, people naturally gravitate to her. She encourages me not to curse, and the benefit for her having me as a partner is I encourage her to trust God and pray and not worry. So I don't know who got the better deal, you can guess yourself. So here are the contents of my uh, Osprey Talon 44 liter backpack. And important contents include the blue four septum clothes bag, uh, underneath it, the, uh, the three liter water reservoir, the green bathroom bag in the upper right, and the black electronics bag in the, in, to the left of that, and then the sleeping bag, which is to the left of the blue bag. Now, uh, it's recommended that a fully loaded pack for the Camino kind of walk is about 10% of your body weight and half of the 22 pounds of my backpack were made of four items. Uh, water reservoir with two liters of water weighs about four pounds. The clothing bag weighs about four. The bathroom stuff about two and the electronic stuff about two pounds. Now, how about my clothing? Well, today I'm dressed in one of the outfits I wore during the Camino hike. And uh, this image shows the contents of the clothing bag, plus it shows shoes. And I think the most important clothing were my shoes, my Merrill Moab Ventilator 2s, which I selected, low-cut hiking boots. And then probably almost as important were the socks uh, that you can see on the very left there. And those are uh, uh, merino wool inner sock liners and merino wool outer medium hiking socks. 
And then on the right, you see a striped uh, T-shirt, and then there's a blue one above it, and then a red one below it. And these are three merino wool, smart wool T-shirts. Now, merino wool is God's gift to hikers. It's comfortable, wrinkle-resistant, wicks perspiration efficiently, and does not smell. And it's easy to wash and quick to dry. Yep, I trained for it. I did. Over a 14-month period before we took the hike, uh, I completed 60 training hikes, totaling 556 miles. My average pace was 2.24 miles an hour, and 44 of these hikes were with a full-weight backpack. Well, there are a couple of essential apps on our phone that we used all the time. Uh, the one on the upper left is up Under Armour, Map My Run, and it kept real track of our distance and elapsed time. The Wise Pilgrim app on the upper right gives detailed info about every waypoint and the distances. And again, on the upper left, the Map My Run, you see uh, it shows distance, elapsed time, and pace. And the Wise Pilgrim in the upper right was more important because it actually has GPS maps of the uh, Camino del Norte. The main route's in blue, the alternate route is in red. Your real-time position is in blue with a white circle around it, and there's locations of hotels, restaurants, and places of interest that you can click and find out lots of stuff about. Well, um, do I like Spain? Yeah. My wife Judy and I have had lots of experience uh, visiting Spain and learning how to best uh, enjoy our time there. Uh, we started out in 1992 by attending the Olympics and stayed in Spain for six weeks. And then most recently, uh, last summer, three months and half of that was walking the Camino and then I met my wife and we visited some Spanish cities that uh, we had not seen before. Well, how do you get credit for completing the Camino? You obtain and fill out your Credencial del Peregrino. And here's mine all filled out. You make the pilgrimage for religious, spiritual reasons. On foot or on horseback, uh, people must complete the final 100 kilometers with two stamps per day. You see all the stamps I got there, including the final day arriving into Santiago. After arriving in Santiago, you present you present your credential, and if approved, you receive your Compostela, and if desired, your um, if desired, your certificate of distance. So here is the entire, entire Del Norte route, beginning in Irun, in the Basque Country, uh, on the east there, on the right, <coughs> through Cantabria, Asturias, and Galicia ending in Santiago Compostela. Well, this was our routine for 48 straight days. We waked up, packed up, snacked up, hiked, stopped, hiked, reached lodging, showered laundry, eat sleep. Uh, it was not boring. Uh, there was just too much beauty and interesting items every day. In fact, I miss it a lot. I wish, sometimes I wake up and think, it's time to pack and hike and go, but then I find out, disappointingly enough, I'm in the USA. Um, Spain provides the perfect breakfast. Here's the perfect breakfast. Zumo de naranja natural, tortilla con pan, café solo doble, and pastel. Doesn't get much better than that. Uh, laundry's done every day, usually by hand. 
So, finally, we're going to get to the point where I stop talking. I bet you'll be relieved. The Camino Santiago hiking presentation, then, it's going to proceed as walked from east to west, from Hendai, France, and across the river to Irún, Spain, to Santiago, from Pavasco to Cantabria to Asturias to Galicia. When I show a map of each of the four autonomous regions, <coughs> I will show an inset photo with a short story, which I will relate. This photo is of San Sebastian, which I think may be San Sebastian, which may be the most beautiful city in the world, which is, was a joy to visit again. It reminds me of Santa Barbara with its beautiful beaches and its own annual international film festival. So here we start in the Basque country and Hendai, France, just across the border from Irún, Spain and west through San Sebastián, Deba, Hernica, Bilbao, and La Arena. So let's go.
That's a gringo, too, believe it or not. Not a Spaniard. So it's interesting. Uh, the vast separatist movement is still present. Uh, if you know the history of it, the recent history, it's been bloody. Um, it's been very serious, but it's still present. We didn't really hear many people talking about it, but you see posters like this. And it's interesting that this poster is in English. I don't know the reason for that. The Basque words at the bottom of this wall mean independence of the Basque people. So, uh, on to uh, Cantabria. San Santiana del Mar, shown in the inset photo there, is a medieval Cantabrian city that they keep restored that was extremely interesting to visit. From the Basque country to Cantabria and the cities of Castro Urdiales and west through Laredo, Santander, Santiana del Mar, Comillas, and, and Uncara, we're off. <coughs> Thank you. 
So the inset photo shows the Picos de Europa, which are 9,000 foot high mountains located just south of Llanes. They were the first sites of Europe for ships arriving from the Americas. As such, they were used by, as a primary navigation milestone by European mariners returning from the New World. So from Cantabria to Asturias, west through cities of Llanes, Ribadesea, Pion, Aveles, Luarca, and Tapia were off.
So, finally we get to Galicia, just south of Montañedo, which is the city with the yellow dot, we are invited to the home of Carmen, a talented lady whose artist name is Catova for coffee. She likes to invite pilgrims in to speak with them as she has completed the Del Norte herself. Her art is popular in Spain and I really liked her painting of the Santiago Cathedral shown here so much that I bought it from her. From Asturias to Galicia, the final autonomous region, southwest to the cities of Ribadeo, Montañedo, Sobrado, Boyomorto, Arzua. Arzua, shown on the red dot, marks the end of the Del Norte. From there, we follow the Frances to our goal, Santiago.
And here we are in front of the cathedral celebrating the completion of our 48-day pilgrimage. Yeah, that's what I thought. Here is an image of part of the city centered on the cathedral. Population is only 95,000 excluding pilgrims. Here's a picture of the cathedral at twilight. After presenting our credentials at the Pilgrim office, we are awarded our Compostelas. Here's mine. I got a train. And for three euros, our certificates of distance. What a bargain. Lorianne here points out our starting city, Irun, and the distance. So my average pace for the 556 training miles was 2.24 miles an hour. Despite this, on the Camino, my average pace slowed to 1.63 miles an hour. This is probably because the peak 1800 foot altitude is arrived at multiple times. Mm -hmm. Lots of steep up, down, up, down, up, down every day. Also, the terrain is less regular and uneven and often damp. We actually walked 420 of the 519 miles. The 100 mile difference was traveled by train, bus, or taxi. Our average distance over the 48 days was 10.8 miles per day. To wrap up our pilgrimage, we took the bus to Fistera, 60 miles west of Santiago to the Atlantic Ocean. Finisterre, in Galician called Fistera, is a mythical place on the rough Costa del Morte. The name of the village comes from the Romans, the ancient Romans, who saw the village as the end of the world. So here are images of people we met on the Camino and their countries. Uh, on the left you see Jean-Claude from Luxembourg. He was uh, the head of research and development at Goodyear Rubber Company, which is headquartered in Luxembourg. Bert from the Netherlands and a couple of nice folks from Madrid and Peru. Now we saw, uh, in terms of nationality of pilgrims, we saw, I think we saw more Germans than anything else, followed closely by Spaniards. The champion male hikers were in the upper left here, Magnus and Leon, who we met in Balmonde. They decided to hike the final 100 kilometers, which is 61 miles, in 24 hours. We know they made it uh, because they messaged us on WhatsApp. People from all over the place, Argentina, Zimbabwe, South Africa, New Jersey, imagine that. The champion female hiker uh, we met was this lady in the upper center uh, from Germany. This was her 150th day on the Camino. She started from her home in Germany, took the Frances to Santiago, and was returning to the Del Norte where we met her. She planned to finish the Del Norte backwards and walk home through Paris. So, yes, God taught me some things, I believe. And I think most importantly highlighted in green here, the Camino walk restored my faith in mankind. I generally do not trust people. Uh, I don't even like many people. Uh, every pilgrim we met was helpful, friendly, kind, and joyful. This is also true of Spanish citizens. And in terms of patience, 
Uh, God taught me more patience. Um, uh, you know, the training was for 15 miles a day, and that's what I planned to do, but things just didn't work out that way, and I needed to go slower, and so, you know, uh, everybody has their own Camino, so I, I, I uh, learned that. So, you know, we prayed every morning, as I recall, uh, as a necessary start of our day. And the power of prayer was certainly a lesson. Uh, he listens, he answers, and he's with us. There was one fall on the entire route. That was me. I fell. I bruised easily. I cut easily. I fell on the opposite side of my cell phone, my mobile phone. I fell on my backpack, and there was no damage to me or my backpack. I just got back up and started walking again. And also, the other thing that was pretty much a miracle is that Lorianne and I did not get any blisters on the hike. Wow. And I, I don't know if I've ever heard of any pilgrim that's finished an entire long pilgrimage that has not gotten blisters. Um, if anybody wants to talk to me about what we did to prevent them, I will be happy to talk to you about it. Um, so God's presence, he's with us everywhere, as attested by 48 days of natural beauty on the Camino. I didn't want it to end, frankly. And worry, you know, it's sinful. There's no reason for it. We need to trust in God, whether there's blessings or trials we face. Uh, humility, well, after 500 plus miles of training, I figured I'd be kind of average in terms of speed, but that's not the case. I'm the slowest hiker on the Camino, I can tell you that. Uh, and so I just have to accept what I'm not good at. I'm good at some stuff, but Speed hiking is not one of them. So it's not all about me. I need to listen more, talk less, and seek God's will. And in terms of cursing, uh, uh, he's still working with me on that one. <laughs> we made it all the way. Thanks, God. Yeah.